Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Let's worship together, shall we? Would you stand and sing with us, please? And one, two, three, four. <laughs>
Good morning. Hope everyone is wonderful today. It's a beautiful day today. Well, welcome to our church. Uh, this is a place of love and hope and safety and forgiveness. We will be food for the hungry, living water for the thirsty. We are so glad you are here. You are invited. You are loved. Come on in. We've been waiting for you. Children are welcome too. Please know that we welcome your smiles, your wiggles, and your giggles. I'm Sharon Fitzpatrick, and what I love about being a United Methodist and Holotus Hills United Methodist Church member is that we have a spirit of Christian fellowship and love and forgiveness for each other in our church. I hope that you feel welcomed in worship today. If you are a first-time guest, please let us know by filling out the blue card found in the pew pocket. You can return them by placing them in the offering box in the Welcome Center. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the church. Next week is All Saints Sunday, and we will have a special time of remembrance for those who have lost loved ones over the course of the last year. And I have an update on the pumpkin patch, but I have it on my phone, so give me just a second. All right, here we go. We hit 2,000 for donations to the Holotus Hills of Neighborly Service. Yay. Uh, it will be awesome if folks could take some pumpkins to the San Antonio Food Bank. I will have final numbers and patch wrap-up wrap info for next week, but at this point, we are over $55,000. There will be a yard cleanup day next Saturday at 9 a.m. And did I talk about the bread? I think we sold close to 1,700 loaves of bread. So anyway, many thanks. This is from Jill. Many thanks to everyone who volunteered. I know some of you were here pretty much all the time. But anyway, it is, <laughs> it is such a blessing. And honestly, all these events that we have that we do volunteer for, we get to know each other and we become friends and just closer. And I think it's really great. So anyway, that's from Jill. So now Jessie will come up for her announcements. Good morning, church family. I think I made a promise last week that I wouldn't announce anything else about Trunk or Treat, and I lied. So I apologize for that. I forgot to announce something very important. We have a best trunk contest every year to make it fun for our trunk providers. There's a little bit of a, a competition going on there. And I did not announce the winners to that. So I wanted to do that today. This year, in third place, we had our Star Wars-themed trunk by Steve Work. And second place, that's right, give him a round of, thank you. And second place, we had our Harry Potter trunk by Katie. She bested him. <laughs> and that was two years in a row. Harry Potter won second place two years in a row. Um, in first place, we had Scarecrows by Pam and Jean Sprague. And they, that, that's right, they rocked it out. We had 22 cards come in from them that talked about, um, they got 10-star ratings all the way through, and how welcoming and kind they were to the children as they came through. And I thought that was a wonderful, wonderful thing and a perfect example of how something as simple as passing out candies to kids can make a difference in our community. So thank you all for listening to one more Trunk or Treat announcement. <laughs> we are having a volunteer reception at the church um, in the fellowship hall at noon to say thank you to anyone and everyone who has participated in the church family this year in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we want to recognize all of our volunteers and the work that they do. So I hope every member of this congregation will come out because you have all participated. Amen. Amen. Thanks, uh, this morning, um, 
I will be reading from Psalm 32, 1 through 7, and it's in the Pew Bible on page 496 if you'd like to follow along. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity and, whose, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silent, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Selah. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Selah. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. Selah. The word of God for the people of God. All right, let's join together in prayer. Dear Lord, you have assured us that all we need to do is ask, and you forgive our transgression and cover our sin. We are assured of your justice, your righteousness, and your loving kindness toward all your people. We are blessed to find in your, in your support when we are in distress. We are grateful that we can abide in your care as you protect us from all trouble and deliver us from every evil. For the comfort you give during times of trial, we give you thanks and praise. For your continuous supply of grace, we give you thanks and praise. For your promise of lifelong support, we give you thanks and praise. Amen.
invite the children forward for their spark moment. We have spark (laughs) worship over in the other classroom. This is our spark moment and big grown-up worship. Good morning, guys. I have a question for you all, and I think I know the answer, but I just want to check. Do you guys ever have trouble reaching things? No, you don't have trouble? Ruby, you can reach everything you want to reach. I think, I think most of you can relate to what Miss Jessie has tr- trouble with all the time, and that's, that's reaching things that are high. Miss Jessie stopped growing up, at least, in eighth grade. And I haven't gotten any taller since then. So, like, the top of my cabinet, I can't, I can't reach the top shelf of my cabinet. My husband laughs at me all the time because I can't reach the, the dishes up there. Or at the grocery store, when something's on a higher shelf, I have to ask for help to get it down, right? Do you guys ever have struggle with that? My biggest one that I don't like, you won't see me at concerts very often because I can't see above crowds. I see the back of people's heads and shoulders, and that scares me because I can't see what's happening around. It makes me nervous. Have you guys ever experienced that, being, being kiddos? Yes. Sometimes you can't see past the grown-ups around you? I should go on the front. You're right. I should go on the front row. I should get those primo tickets right up front. <laughs> it can be scary and hard when you are too small to see things. When we are struggling with that, Sometimes we let fear take over and we do things that aren't right. We're going to learn about this guy named Zacchaeus today in the Bible. We're going to learn about him in Spark Worship. But Zacchaeus had a lot of problems, some of them due to his height, but some of them due to things that he just didn't make good choices on, maybe because he struggled with not being able to see. Zacchaeus made choices that made it hard for him to reach understanding, to make friends, to earn respect. He had difficulty reaching a lot of things. But Zacchaeus shows us that when we reach out for Jesus, he's always going to be there. 
And we're going to learn more about that story today in Spark Worship. What do you think? Does that sound good? We're going to do a scavenger hunt. We're going to sing some songs. Oh, look, we're singing Jesus Loves Me Today. It's perfect. And we're going to have a whole lot of fun. Are you guys ready to pray? Let's bow our heads, fold our hands, close our eyes, and say, Dear God, sometimes we feel like we are just too small. Help us to know you're never out of reach. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to exit straight out the back for Spark Worship. Thank you, Jesse, for giving us a highlight of Zacchaeus, because we're going to talk about Zacchaeus here today as well. There won't be any dancing or crafts. Sorry. If you want crafts, you're going to have to go with Jesse. But she will do a great job with the kiddos. My name is Cheryl Broom, and I am the senior pastor here at Holotus Hills United Methodist Church. And as is our custom, we pass the microphone around to ask for your prayer request. If you'll raise your hand, Phil will come up to you. And if he doesn't say your name, you say your name so we know who it is. I'll be jotting down your prayers. And we will pray for you during our prayer sessions here in the church and online as well. Uh, After every prayer request, you might want to say, Lord, hear our prayer. If it is a praise, we might say, Lord, hear our prayer. You already know how to do this. Okay, so if you have a prayer request, would you please raise your hand high and share them with us that we might pray for you and with you. I would like to have prayers of praise for all of the work that went into the pumpkin patch, especially Jill and Tom. They have worked fabulously this whole month. Also, Jan, for organizing the pumpkin bread. Lord, hear Hear our our praise. I have a praise. My sister Sheila that had cancer, it's down to 1%. And the doctor said, that's your well. <laughs> uh, it doesn't get better than that for, for someone that's had cancer. One percent is wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, hear our praise. I'd just like to lift up prayers for the children who will receive our shoe boxes, uh, which we'll bring up here Sunday after, after this next one on the 13th to bless them. Pray for the kids. Pray for the kids. Lord, hear our prayers. I would like to ask for continued prayers for my neighbor, Irma, because uh, and her family, whole family. She has a very good family, but her son in Houston that works for Telemundo uh, has been fighting cancer, lymphoma, for about a year and a half, and he's not been doing well. He had sepsis, and they thought he was going to get better, but... Right now, his uh, organs are shutting down, so he's not expected to be with us much longer. But they're a very faithful Catholic family, and they are leaving it up to the Lord, and they're just very grateful for a lot of things. But he may not be with us for long. He may go with the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. I pray for peace as we go into this election cycle, that it's peaceful and the Lord guides everybody into a peaceful whatever happens with the election. But let us not fight one another. Lord, hear our prayers. 
I'd like to lift up my coworker, Craig. Once again, he's suffering from a pretty bad cancer, but he's going through intensive chemo treatments. He knows God's with him, but I still think we need to lift him up. And I also want to lift up Taylor. He has slight improvement, but he still is in desperate need of our prayers. Lord, hear our prayers. Any other prayer request? We had yet another violent attack on a school just this week, and we would pray that God would please protect our school teachers, our students, and um, send help for those who are in mental crisis that continue to have violent acts. Lord, hear our prayers. Then let us go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, today we gather to know and experience you in deeper ways in our lives. You have called us by name, and we thank you that Jesus came to save us, the lost and the sinners. Today we come seeking a fresh expression of your grace and care. Forgive us when we have failed to be the church to others. Strengthen and guide us as we turn from sins and through your forgiveness become new in Christ Jesus. We are grateful for your mercy and your grace found in Jesus. Send once more the power of your Holy Spirit upon us as we gather here out of love for you and for our desire to grow more and more like Jesus Christ. It is with thanks and praise we pray in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As many shady characters throughout history have demonstrated, being remembered long after your death isn't always a good thing. While enough time may have passed for us to warm up to infamous characters like pirates and certain West bandits, it hasn't done any favors to the nefarious tax collectors. Now, if you are working for the IRS, this is not about you today. This is about tax collectors for the Jews residing in Galilee and Judea in the first century in the Common Era. The Jews resented the taxation by the Roman authority to such an extent that the collection of that time were indeed shady characters. And anyone who was trying to collect a tax might even have pushed them into rebellion. These men and women, okay, they're only men, sorry guys. These tax collectors were deeply despised people. And in our Bible story today, we're going to talk about the chief tax man, a.k.a. Zacchaeus. You might have sung the song when you were in VBS many years ago. You know it, Kathy? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He grew up in a sycamore tree. 
before the one to see. And came walking by. He looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down because today you're going to be with me. Okay, so he even got a song, right? We'll ask Carl to sing it next time. Let's look at our Pew Bible on page 956. He probably sings it a lot better than I did, Kathy, sorry. 956, we're going to look at Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. And these words are for when Jesus came into town. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. And all who saw it began to grumble, grumble, and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and he said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. For I have defraud, if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay them back four times as much. And then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. This is the word of God for the people of God. Yes, Zacchaeus was not only the dreaded tax collector, but he was the chief tax collector in the area of Jericho. During biblical times, Jericho was considered one of the most prosperous areas around. So he collected a lot of taxes. And as the chief tax collector, he had other people working for him to collect the taxes at a premium. See, for everything, the Romans charged a flat rate, and anything he got above and beyond, he got to keep. His collectors would have been considered enforcers. For us today, think of them more as gangsters, going around to collect taxes from every citizen. Man, woman, even children were taxed, whatever they could get away with. Jewish tax collectors were generally hated by fellow Jews. If you can think of anyone that is despised and hated for their job, this would be the tax collector. No one liked them. It was almost inevitable to the people then in Jericho that they represented the domination of Rome over the Jews. And the fact that they often overcharged people and pocketed the surplus was certain. We find in rabbinical writings that they were classified as robbers. And in the synoptic gospels, that would be Matt, Mark, and Luke, the Bible clearly shows a common attitude that Jewish people had against tax collectors. They were renegades. They sold their services to the foreign oppressors to make money at the expense of their countrymen. 
Now Jesus enters the scene. And he had, from time to time, shown his acceptance of sinners and repentant tax collectors. See, in front of God and everyone, he treated Zacchaeus with thoughtfulness, with respect. And remember, Jesus also invited Matthew to be one of his disciples. And what was Matthew's former job? Tax collector. You didn't say it loud enough. What was Matthew's former job? So, Jesus hung out with sinners and despised people. Let's go on back to the story. When Zacchaeus, and by the way, Zacchaeus, that name in Hebrew means pure. What was his mother thinking? He was to grow into that name later, wasn't he? So Jesus was coming with a crowd all around him. And like Jesse said today, she doesn't like to go to concerts because she can't see over the people's heads. Well, Zacchaeus was just that little. He was so small, he could not see over the heads of the people, and he wanted to see what was going on. Maybe he wanted to be in the know about Jesus. Maybe he was looking for a way to gather more money. And being the little man he was, he climbed the sycamore tree. Kind of like a little boy would climb a tree. And isn't there something in Scripture somewhere that says we must come to Jesus like a child? Well, look at Zacchaeus, a full-grown man, little guy that he was, climbing the sycamore tree that he might strain to see and hear Jesus. And lo and behold, that day, Jesus and his entourage was walking by the tree, and he stopped. And he looked up into the tree, and he called him by name. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. I often wonder about that. If Jesus said that to me, would I say, oh, the house isn't clean today, Jesus. <laughs> Can you come tomorrow? The maid's coming. So Zacchaeus hurried down, and he was happy that Jesus welcomed him. But guess who wasn't happy? The other righteous people saw and heard Jesus being kind and welcoming to this chief tax collector, and they got mad, and they got jealous, and they started grumbling. I wish this was an unfamiliar story to church people, don't you? Amen. And they said, he, is gone, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner, Boo, hiss, boo. They weren't happy. And they stood there loudly grumbling and saying things like, I'm righteous, I'm virtuous, I'm honorable and good. Why doesn't the master come to my house? Why wasn't I called to be honored by Jesus? Oh, grumbling church people. Some things never change. And Jesus said he came to save the lost and the sinners. And instead of celebrating with Jesus over this one sinner who found grace, they stood around and judged and complained. Self-righteousness is the sin of superiority. And Jesus, well, he had a real problem with self-righteous people. We read over and over again in the Bible how Jesus ate and drank and hung out with sinners and tax collectors. 
That gives me a little hope. I don't know about y'all. And there are many, many stories in the Bible that showed Jesus' compassion towards all sorts of people. He showed compassion and he granted forgiveness to those who repented. Remember that word repent? It means to turn around and go another direction. He also could preach some fire and brimstone to those that needed it. He always seemed to come down hardest on people who thought too highly of themselves and freely criticized and judged others. His compassion, however, this day was transformative. It had a transformative effect on Zacchaeus. For when he came down from the tree, Zacchaeus stood there and he said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay him back four times as much. Then Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. And as Zacchaeus turned from sin, he was set free. We can't help but notice that in this story, Zacchaeus is a new man. He was transformed from greedy to generous, from selfish to selfless, from thievery and extortion to a thankful heart. Jesus didn't come into only Zacchaeus' house. He came into Zacchaeus' heart. And when he did, that changed him. And for Zacchaeus, it was a drastic change. Not only did he pay back what he stole, he gave an additional 400% on top of the one half of his goods that he gave to the poor. Now, I'll tell you, that's a huge change in financial generosity. And I would say to that, oh, happy day. When you think about it, no one is ever going to change into a thankful and generous person unless Jesus gets into his or her heart. This has happened to many of us. This is Christ's presence in us that makes the difference. It is Christ's presence that makes the difference in the world. And it made a difference to Zacchaeus and hopefully to you and to me. The presence of Christ in our heart makes a difference. There's a well-known legend about Zacchaeus that lives on. It is said that he lived, wee little man, I'd love to sing that song again, wee little Zacchaeus lived to be a very old, old man, and he lived his life in Jericho. And every morning at sunrise, it's said that he would go out for a walk, and when he returned, he always beamed with joy as he began his day's work. His wife got a little nervous about that, and decided one day to follow him. And so she followed Zacchaeus, curious to learn his secret. Zacchaeus went to the old sycamore tree, you know, the one that he climbed when Jesus first saw him, and he took a pail, and he proceeded to water the roots of that tree, and then he pulled the weeds. And when he was finished with that task, he folded his hands, he stood reverently, and he said, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And smiling, Zacchaeus went about the work of his day. Now, we don't know if that legend's true or not, but it sounds right. Zacchaeus had a lot to be grateful for. His salvation experience in or on that sycamore tree forever changed his life. 
Now, Jesus, he came for Zacchaeus. He comes for lost sinners. He came for you and me. And Jesus still is on a search and save mission. He seeks out those who need spiritual fulfillment. And when the opportunity comes our way, we need to respond. We need to make our own profession of faith. And we need to have the Lord in our lives. He provides the key to our happiness. And it is a happy day when we turn our lives over to Jesus Christ as our Savior. And I pray that you, if you have not yet done that, if you don't know the Savior, if you're looking for spiritual satisfaction and fulfillment that Christ provides, that you might find it this very day. So I ask what Zacchaeus modeled for us. He modeled how to receive Jesus with real effort. He modeled how to receive Jesus with a humble heart. He modeled that Jesus loves us no matter how sinful or hated we are. He modeled that Jesus invites us by name. He modeled that we should respond to Jesus without delay. Come down to Jesus and receive Jesus ourselves. He modeled how it is to allow Jesus to come only into your life, not only, but into your home and into your heart. He modeled how to receive Jesus joyfully. For the joy of the Lord is my strength, the Bible says, right? That's a song too. He modeled to receive Jesus despite what anyone else says. And he modeled that Jesus is available to us through our repentance. He will reinstate us into life. I think that's amazing. So I ask you this morning, how do you respond to this good news? How will you choose to live your life? Will you be like the righteous complainers? Or will you be like Zacchaeus, who is fresh with the joy of the Lord every day and thankful? I know what I want to be. And to that I say thanks be to God. Amen? So now you're called to respond in like through your giving. Um, we have just entered our 2023 pledge time. And if you choose to make a pledge to the church, there are cards out in the Welcome Center or you'll have one mailed to you at home. And we ask that you consider what ministry, what generosity God is calling you to today. Also, you have an opportunity to do mission work in this church, believe it or not, through Helotus, help me out, Carol, Helotus House of Neighborly Service. I want to call them Heavenly Hands. We're just going to start a new one, okay? Helotus Hands of Neighborly Service. <laughs> and also through Heaven of Hope, also through bags um, for the children. We have so many ways for you to serve. So pick a way and step up and step into what God is calling you to do and how to serve. And as we consider all those ways, we're going to stand up and sing together the doxology, which means song of praise. So let's sing that praise song together.
those beautiful harmonies of all men. So we have a job to do. Come out of the tree, friends. Greet Jesus and then go out into the world and do the mission that this church has called you to do. Will you read our mission statement with me? So we'll be refreshed and reminded what our role is in the world. The mission. Helotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. We are so blessed. We don't have to do the work of transformation. Jesus will do it. We just need to bring people to Christ. Amen? Amen. So if you want to join this church and be part, formally part of this congregation of United Methodists, I'm going to invite you to come and talk to me during our final hymn, I Come With Joy. What a great reminder for us to leave this place and go and live and speak God's ways. In the name of Jesus Christ, go forth in the power of the risen Christ, showing everyone you meet his light and love. Amen? Amen. Let's go. Amen.